0: hands to the lord jesus will you lift your hands to him and let's press into jesus christ today let's press into his presence even further let's press into his very heart right now press in will you press in in heart will you touch the lord jesus in a real way let's press in right now lord you're here your presence is real we're your church and we're here for you Tell the Lord you're here for Him. You're not here for yourself. You're not here to be some spectator. You're here for Jesus Christ. You're here to speak what He desires us to speak, to pray what He would have us to pray, to confess. That's what confession is, homiligio, in the Greek, to say the very same things as God wants us to say. We're the establishing witnesses. Press in with me, will you? Ready your hearts. Ready your heart with the Lord. Peter said it like this. Sanctify, separate the Lord God in your heart. Do that right now between you and God. We're here, assembled in His name, where two or more are gathered. Emmanuel, our God is in the midst. Draw on Him from your heart. Tell Him to ready your heart. Tell them to ready your mind. Tell them to ready it. For the hour that we're facing, for the nation that we're living in, tell them, ready my heart. Lord, your people have significance. Your church has significance. He that's least in your kingdom is greater than John. Every person in here has a place, a function in this society, in this right now, born in the kingdom for such a time as this. Tell the Lord in your own mutterings, in your own heart, as I'm communicating, Lord, I know I was born in the kingdom for such a time as this. I was born sovereignly by your will for a time like this, to serve my generation by the will of God. Shift your hearts, ready yourself, Lord, we take off every crown, and we bow our hearts this morning on our knees, and we hear you, Jesus. We sense your spirit in us, crying, I'm a Father, but measuring the time that we're in, the winds that we're facing as a nation, Lord, we're praying, ready our hearts in this church, That it would not be just a nominal thing, it would be your kingdom thing. Lord, we've been here too long to do anything less than your kingdom. Then exalt Jesus Christ. If you'd grab your neighbor's hand, we're the church of the living God. Paul said we're the mainstay, we're the pillars of truth in the earth. That's you and me. And when we're assembled, we're that one man. Paul talked about it in Ephesians 6. He said, you're my army. He didn't just say a soldier. And he's, he was talking to the body of Christ, me and you, assemble together to pray and be that energy that makes a difference in communities, in societies, in cities. Amen? I want you to pray for the nation. I want you to pray for the leadership. Listen, the leadership is going on in spite of the warnings of God. They're going on. We know we're on a sinking ship. This nation is a sinking ship. But God placed you and I, the church, as Paul's to be there. Though the ship might suffer loss, Christ's voice will be heard through His church, through you and I. Yeah, it's a sinking ship. And our leadership is not heeding the warnings to return to God. Return to God. And at the moment, they're opposing all the more and saying, no, we're not listening to Paul. We're not listening to the Word of God. We're not listening to what Jesus is saying. This voyage will be dangerous if you don't listen. They're going on anyway. We need to pray. That's what the church does for our leadership. He said, and those in authority, that we might live peaceable lives, though we're not in a peaceable time. Pray for the leaders, that they'd have visitations from Jesus Christ.'" not because they're righteous men, but because they hold that position of authority and all authority is given by God. If they're in that position, whether they're righteous or not, we're praying, God, squeeze their hearts, turn their hearts for your name's sake, and for this generation that we might have peaceable lives. You lift your voice, pray with your wife, pray with your family, pray as a body of Christ. Call out to the Lord right now. Let them turn, Lord. We pray for this president. We pray for this cabinet. We pray for those in authority. That they would heed the word and quit ignoring the word of God. And quit ignoring and repelling the words of truth. That they would turn and return to the God of our fathers. That they would return to the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they return to the birthing of this nation. They return to the principles of God. And the precepts that this place was built and born with. Pray your heart out, church. Pray your heart out. We're in an hour that we're praying for the next generation, for our children's children. And we're alive, and we're salt and light, and we're the pillars and the mainstay of truth. There is no truth outside of Christ and His people in the church. And though they're not listening... And though they're, they're, they're pretending and, and putting false hopes, that thing's going to end. And eventually all hope will be abandoned. And they're going to hear. And they're going to listen to the sound of the Lord. And they'll listen to the Word of God once again. But as for us in His house, we're serving Him, ready, abandoned. We're His bond servants. Pray. Just pray for the nation. Yeah, it's a sinking ship. Leadership ignores it. Owners of the boat, navigators ignored it, sailors ignored it, soldiers ignored it. But there came a time when all hope was abandoned, and then God had his place. Say this nation, a lot of things are sinking, but we're going nowhere. We're here, saw light. We're here to preserve. Strengthen your heart. Say it's not over. Whatever it looks like out there. I got a room to go to like Paul. I'm a determined heart and a determined will. I got a place to go with God. Next level. Next level. Next level. Next level. Next level of the kingdom for the church. Next level of the kingdom for your life. Will you say that? Will you pray that with each other? Say, Lord, take me higher. Take me to the next level with you individually. Take me to the next level. Oh, Lord, you've been so kind to me. Yeah, I've been like Peter at the Mount of Horeb, and I got the revelation and say, God, thank you for the revelation. But i got to go up higher on that mountain and touch you in transfiguration. Another element of your kingdom. Another appearing of Jesus to his church and to his nation not over for you and I. It's just beginning. Amen? Just beginning. Pray. Just pray for the nation. And then pray for yourselves. Say, God, I'm in on this time. I was born for this time. It wasn't an accident that I'm I'm at this age, in this age. It's not an accident. Reshift your thinking. Return. Remember what the Word of God said? Return. Return to simplicity that's in Christ, and pure devotion, and virgin-like hearts. Leave the complexities, the many complexities. Return to what's remaining, remaining things, things that remain, faith, hope, and love. His kingdom that remains forever, amen? Return to things with meaning. God, the church, your family. And making memories that are eternal, that are eternal. Say, I'm applying that word, Lord. Stir your heart, yourself. Stir your heart. You have got God in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come out of that crowd. Come out of that crowd of unbelief, and come up higher with Jesus in a real way. Why don't you break up into groups and pray for one another? And just be honest right now. Make that journey, whatever it is in your life, that you got to forsake. Paul charged the Hebrew church. He said, flee those things and lay hold of a refuge of hope. Christ beyond the veil. Flee that other stuff, he said. And lay hold of the hope, which is an anchor of our souls. In the middle of storms, That hope is our anchor. Christ, the hope of glory. Amen? Pray with one another. Be honest with one another. Say, man, I've been been a part of the crowd. And I've been feeling unbelief. And I've been feeling nothing. I need to come out of that. Let God be true. And let every feeling be a lie. Pray with one another, will you? Whether you feel like it or not. Jesus said it like this. Whosoever shall say and whosoever will decide to not doubt and whosoever will decide to believe he didn't say feel anything he said his integrity of his word is everything so whether you feel horrible or not right now begin to decide I will pray decide I will say decide I will believe go ahead with one another Pray like you mean it, church. We're in an hour, whether you believe it or not. Strengthen yourself. Strengthen yourself. Awaken yourself. The hours change. It's not just winds of afflictions. It's like... Paul said through the word of God winds from every direction it might turn that leadership but it's not turning Christ ship amen
1: pray for your household pray for your
0: families Pray for him. Go ahead. Take the time. Okay, put up Joel chapter three, verse fourteen, for me, if you would. Joel chapter three, verse fourteen. Pray, pray, pray for each other. Pray for the multitudes, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Joel three fourteen. <coughs> multitude, multitude. The Hebrew says crowds of people, crowds of people in that place right there in the Valley of Decision the day of the Lord is near in the Valley of Decision pray for the multitudes that you know that went back to the crowd pray for them God's calling he's sending out a call to people all over the place I've been getting calls from and hearing that same sound multitudes multitudes in the Valley of Decision people are receiving calls from Tennessee Dallas California God's drawn people. They're in the valley of decisions. They need to make some decisions. If you need to make that, don't be a part of that crowd in that valley. Come out of there. You're not in that crowd. That's what that Hebrew word means. In that valley, that crowd. Say, I'm not a part of that crowd. I'm coming out. Pray for those people that you know. That weren't once serving Jesus and now they're they fell back. Pray for them. The awakening of Hebrews 6. The word to the mature. Go on. Get up. Go on into perfection. Go on into maturity. Come on. Just get up and go on. Multitudes of multitudes in the valley of decision. God's faithful to draw. He's faithful to call. Some of the worst times in our nation, 2013, that's not negative. Some of the best times for you and I that are serious about Jesus Christ. Some of the best times for us. Some of the worst times for the nation. Paul said, I perceive this voyage will not be favorable. But he said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Symbolically, my church is still here. Be of good cheer. I still got to go to Rome, a will to fulfill. Be of good cheer. That's for me and you, amen? seated if you want and then you keep playing if you would and in this environment, in this heart, stir yourselves strengthen yourselves 20, December 26th there's been a whole shift and we know that and I've heard many calls and from different men of God of different levels confirming these words that we're speaking, we're not the only ones, say we're not the only ones God sends out a call and he, he tells a bunch of people and they all begin to say the same thing. Leave some complexities. Return to simplicities. Return to the Lord and things that are remaining. Return. Amen. And the 26th of December, yeah, we, we know that the winds are changing, right? The winds are more aggressive in nations. That's just a fact. But that's, that's not negative. That's to perceive that we're ready to do some things. And God gives us hope and fills our hearts As we're serving Him, like Paul said, whom I serve as a priest and whose I am, we're doing the same thing, right? That's why we're going to begin to pray and fast a little bit. This week, it's a six-day open door for you to enter in. Prayer and fasting. Say prayer and fasting. Jesus said of a certain order of demonic power that this kind, say this kind, comes out only by prayer and by fasting. And we're going to pray and fast as a corporate body of Christ. We're going to sanctify our hearts, and it's going to be open. The church is going to be open, and I'll explain it later. When Carmen comes in here, I wanted her to share some things. But we're going to open this. The doors are going to be open early at 7, and they're going to be closed at 10 at night. And you'll have your time to come to the altar with God. Some people will be here. Nobody will be here. But make sure you sign up for a time to appear before the Lord. Whatever it is, and your fastings, whatever you choose to do—vegetables, water, whatever it is—no, just water, whatever you desire. Um, uh, what did you guys say the other day? Uh, computers or what? How'd you say? It? Media. Media, whatever it is that God's telling you, give that up. Set aside time with me. Do that, Amen. And I would that everyone would do their part. We're only doing this out of obedience, no other reason. Number one, that He says to, and we're doing it, Amen. Just because of that, because He wants us to, we obey. And I'll give you, I'll pass you some stuff out later about why some of the prayers that we'll pray for the nation, amen, that Christ is exalted once again in His place. And I'll go over it another, maybe after this service, we'll see, or I'll probably go into it now, I don't know. Ezekiel 21, I wrote some scriptures down, and I'll never forget a day I was in Minnesota, Thief River Falls, Minnesota, with Bruce DeLay and. Bruce delay, and myself. We were in a in a, a Institutional religious church that God began to pound on Bruce's heart and, and began to expand his heart and the scripture came to him out of Ezekiel I believe is 21. Is that correct Anna? I, I gave it to you. I can't hardly remember Ezekiel 21, I think is here we go Twenty-one, twenty-six, Ezekiel. And we're going to do this prayer. I might as well just lay it out, some of it now. And I, when Carmen comes in, I want her to add a part here. Number one, we're doing this fast unto the Lord. Say unto the Lord. In obedience to the Lord's will. Amen? We're addressing areas of barrenness. That's for you individually, and that's for us corporately. Wherever you've been barren in your spiritual life, In your soulical life, your mind Wherever you've been barren If it's in your body and you've been believing God for a healing And you need that completing on that Whatever's barren in your life Whatever that area is Wherever you feel void and empty That's what you're going to pray And I gave you scriptures in uh, 1 Samuel Chapter 1 9 through 14 It's Hannah's prayer, amen It was Hannah's prayer Hannah birthed a Holy thing she birthed a Nazarene that changed the age when we're praying and fasting in this area We're gonna give birth to some things. We're doing what Hannah did And because God put his hand on Hannah sovereignly she was discontent She was frustrated that she was barren and she was ashamed. Have you ever been there? And that's nothing more than Satan's mockings and I've seen that all week long people faithful men and women calling Saying, I'm confused. I don't even know this anymore. And that certain sound and plea coming out of their hearts. And I'm telling them, I I tell them, your your feelings and emotions are being sabotaged by Satan. It's a lying. It's a lie. You're not that. And they're facing a present darkness. A lot of these people calling. And I love the order of people calling. Because they're faithful ones. They're ones that are serious about God. But they feel that darkness in their lives. And I'm telling you, you're being sabotaged. You begin to speak into their lives, and they begin to get their bearings once again and go on to their next. Amen? And that's going to have to happen for me and you as well. I don't know about, about you, but most people that I've been talking to and hearing from, in leadership levels and not, they're aware of that, this next level of present darkness. Nation's facing it. Say the nation. And you, you and I, as the body of Christ, need to make some choices. You're either going to be lied to in that by that present darkness, when darkness is present, say present. I know Arthur talked about out of Exodus a few, I don't know, a month ago or whatever, about a what you say thick darkness, tangible darkness. There was a statement made out of Exodus, to be felt darkness. You ever been there? You get up and it takes everything you got, and that darkness is present. And that darkness is projecting, and that darkness is trying to prognosticate. To you who you are What's going to happen and where you're going Though it says no words That darkness that that, Tell it again To be felt Is right in your face Very close Producing depressions and discouragements Say that's sabotaging of Satan See your feelings get sabotaged And then you won't You'll stop your believing Because most people are rooted and grounded In their feelings more than God's word and faith and reality It's hard for people if they don't feel something. But your way out is just like my way out. I'm going to give you an instruction this morning. And I've been been doing it in my own life. And it's bearing fruit. When that darkness is ever so present to be felt in your life. Like it has been in December 26th. I don't know what date it is now. The 6th. Can't see. Get my big glasses on. The 6th. All over the place. But people are coming out of that darkness. They can come out. And one of the ways you're going to come out for yourself This fast is going to help a lot a lot of people But one of the ways that you're going to come out Is by the power of your volition say volition See God God speaks to our spirit, right? It's the spirit of faith that he communicates by his word. He puts faith in our hearts and our spirits, right? And then we have conscience that he uses to convict us, right? But we have a will and when he puts his hand on your will your volition That's the warrior part of you your will. It's only made for two things. I will I'm determined. That's what your will's made for. And when God puts his hand on your will because you're feeling nil and he touches your will, Philippians 2 said it's all the while it's God at work in you creating the desire both to will, say both to will and to do with no feelings at all. And when you're facing that that present darkness, that thick cloud that's mocking, it's mocking God. Don't you know that's what it is? He's saying, I I hear a hybrid in this generation of 1965 and 66 on Time Magazine. Is God dead? That was in 1965, 66 on Time or Newsweek Magazine. I remember that. And we got a hybrid generation because... Of leaderships of different people that do Romans, they, they push God away, they suppress the truth, like Paul said, they, they exchange the image of God for their own image, and God said, I gotta let them go for a while. And they have a reprobate mind, a darkened mind. No wonder why we have a generation like that. Are you hearing me? But God, say, But God. He's alive, regardless of what time had said. But the church has gotta get brighter. Amen? More life to inject that level. So my instructions to you, and I'm serious about instructing. You know, I don't know what you came to see, but this is an instruction. When you're facing that darkness, I don't know, with every head bowed every eye closed, just so I can know for myself. I, I know from outside what I've been dealing with, but I want to know in here. How many of you have been facing that, that wall? I see a hand. I see a lot of hands. Wow. Yeah, I see a lot of hands. Your way out, it says it like this. When there's present darkness, Ephesians 6 says it like this. That we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? But principalities and all these different dark entities. And he says this, and I never saw it till I did it the other day and God revealed it to me. I was on the other side of the fellowship hall and praying for people and praying. And I felt that, that darkness. And I said, God, I, I was measuring it out and I began to pray. And Ephesians 6 said this, I never saw it. It says, take up. I think it's Ephesians 6.10, King. Uh, I think it is. It says, take up this, uh, the sword of the Spirit or the shield of faith you take up? How does it work? let just go there real quick. Ephesians 6. I think it's 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. Say, be strong in the Lord. That, that's a command that has life in it. That means we can. If he said we can, we can. He's saying be strong because God's touching our volition. He's touching our will and that's our way out. We may not feel anything. It may appear ugly and more difficult than ever, but God is still true. And that's raw faith when you've got to say that and exercise your will. But God gave your will not to rebel against God, not to say, no, God, but to say, yes, I marry you, I do, and I will for your cause. Amen? That's what your will's for. It's as high as it can go. Finally, my brother, be strong. He's imparting that to us. In the Lord and the power of His might... Next verse, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil say trickery Sabotaging of the feelings For we say we The body of Christ and individually we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities Against powers against the rulers of the darkness say darkness of this world Against spiritual wickedness in high places Next verse, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able, say I'm able, to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all. Let's read it together, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let's read it together, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and I looked up that word sword in the Greek, and the word is, Jimmy will probably pronounce it better than me, but it's machaira. In all my days, when I was a young man serving God, I said, that sword is like an Excalibur. It's a huge thing. I know it's a huge thing, but you know it's not. In the Greek, it's called a large knife. Do you know what that means? Take up the makaira by God's Word and His Spirit. Take up the makaira, that short, that long knife. That means you're up close and personal. You're not out here. That means darkness is in your grill. And he said, take the makaira and pierce the darkness in the greek it means a stabbing motion not a slashing pierce the darkness that you're facing amen pierce it with the Makaira of the spirit pierce the darkness it's not going to leave you if you don't hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 it says by faith we understand that the worlds were framed say framed built structured how through faith we understand that the world's were framed by the word, say the word of God. I'm telling you, you need to frame your world. We need to frame our world corporately. We need to frame this community. How? By the word of our creator, by the word of God, by the words of our spirit and truth. If you don't frame your world, I found out for me, I'm going to live under the god of this world. Make your choice today. Frame your world or you're going to live in this pres- under this present darkness, the God of this world. In depression, discouragement, lack of hope like the rest of the world. But God gave us a key and a tool. And he said, frame your world. Say, frame my world. With the word of God. How? By deciding in the midst of that darkness, in the midst of that close thing. Taking that machira and stabbing through that darkness. And I guarantee you, it will leave. I guarantee you, life will come. I guarantee you, your thought processes will change. But if you don't pick up that and begin to frame your world, I guarantee you, you'll live under the God of this world. Horrible. Those saved going to heaven, living under that oppression, depression, and all those things. Say, present darkness. Say, I got a way out. I decide. Because God's touching my will. He's touching the power of my volition. He's rescued you by touching my will that I will. God says I will You say I do Amen I'm giving you keys You can overcome it. I know I've done it in my life I've been instructing people All week long And, and uh, seeing them come out of that darkness I'm all about I want to see people succeed in God I want to see them promoted in God I want to see them fulfill the will of God And the destiny of God That God called them And though December comes It's just a holiday Things change 2013 We know Multiple winds, winds from every direction But we're being readied, right? Back to the fast Number one, why am I fasting? The obedience to the Lord's prompting Because He's asking, that's why I'm fasting I want to give you that chance I love how uh, uh, Jimmy introduced it Because, you know what, I'll tell you straight up Our souls, we're connected with food, man (laughs) We're connected with food When we hear fast, we we go like But Jesus said fasting is part of the body of Christ It's a normal Christian life Seeking first the kingdom Disciplines of fastings Right? And he said this kind Maybe the kind could it be? Maybe the kind that we're facing in this community Maybe the kind that you faced individually But bigger than that That we're facing in the nation A crowd of faithless A crowd of unbelieving That God's saying I want you to fast for that Because that kind comes out only by Could it be? Could it be? Number two, addressing areas of barrenness. I'm going to pass these out individually, corporately, and nationally. First Samuel nine fourteen, Hannah's Prayer. Put your hand up and say, I'm a Hannah. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. I'm going to mutter at the altar of God. I, I can't let go. I'm burdened by God. I can't let go until I pray through, pray into God, pray through with God. I can't let go. And God burdens our hearts that we pray and that we birth that Nazarene child. Called Samuel. That generation, you tell your neighbor you. That generation of Nazareans that don't cut their hair, symbolizing they're under authority, that don't just drink a bunch of wine and party, but they're sanctified about the will of God and his purposes. Say, I'm that generation. I'm a praying Hannah. I'm birthing a Nazarean. We're birthing the Nazarean, his kingdom, his church that changed the age. Don't you know? Don't you know God bypassed Eli the blind religious priest and visited Hannah? Don't you know he bypassed religion and he called for a woman and said I'm burning you Because I got something to do in the earth. I got an age to change. I got to turn some things I'm not going to visit my blind priest. I'm not going to visit the institutional religion I'm calling you tell your neighbor. He's calling you hannah to birth that thing that nazarean thing That holy thing with god that prophetic thing from god that not a word will fall to the ground. Amen. And in Isaiah said 54 chapter said. Sing oh you that are barren sing. Remember I told you we're praying for barrenness. With your eyes closed. All honesty. Before God. What's barren in your life? Are you, are you barren in any areas of your life? What's empty? Non-producing? I know it's been for me. It's been here. This this church has seemed barren to me Seemed barren and I know God's heart is that people assemble and not forsake assembly I know God's heart that the same gospel that was preached to me in 1980 Has the power of God to everyone who believes He said I'm not ashamed of that gospel. It's the power of God to every person that believes and I heard, I knew nothing about God in 1980, and God saved me. And then he drew me to his church. And I'm not talking about just attending for transforming and growing and leadership and callings, whatever they may be. And, and my heart here, it's been barren too long here. There's too much God here. There's too much callings here. There's too many gifts here. There's too many elections here. There's too many pillars here. It's time, so I'm praying for the church, and I pray that you would join us as the body of Christ as well. This place, we're not talking about numbers, we're talking about people birthed in the kingdom, a generation, and as it multiplies and grows, that light in the church will affect the communities. When you do this fast, you'll be surprised. If you got sin in your life, you've got addictions in your life, you focus on Christ, you watch what will happen. You'll be freed. That's part of fasting. Don't miss the opportunity. And whatever it might be, whether, like I said, there's biblical fast 21 days for Daniel. He ate no bread, no, no meat, and he drank no sweets or ate no sweets. You don't have to do that 21 days. You could do that during this six days that we're doing it. If you want to do it twenty one days, do it. It's between you and God. Do what you want to do. And please, some of you like that idea, you go like that sounds like a vegetarian. That's a good diet. No, don't diet. Fasting isn't dieting If you're not going to eat, you're going to seek God If you're not going to eat, you're going to pray His word So don't do the dieting thing Don't just say I'm not going to eat lunch and, and, uh, and I'll just sit there and stare at the TV No, sanctify your heart Make it count where you're connecting with God Sometimes there's three day fast With just water There's, there's one day fast like Esther She did one day to affect the kingdom at that time There's sun up to sun down I'm not going to say the one Anna said Sundown to sun up. She goes, okay, I'll do sundown to sun up. She's kidding. <laughs> I think she, I said it right. I don't know. I'm looking at the glare in your eye. I'm saying, <laughs> whatever that might be. And I'm going to have uh, uh, called Johanna, Carmen, little Hannah. I'm going to tell you, you know, what you experienced in, in the church there. And, and uh, she had one I never even heard of, you know, uh, but I'm going to let her do that. Let's go on. Number three, we're praying for God's exaltation in our lives, right? Because Philippians 2 says it like this. He's been given a name above every name. That the, the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Below the earth, in the earth, and above. He's already exalted by God the Father. Amen? But he needs to be exalted in our lives. Tell your neighbor, exalted in your life. He needs to be exalted in our church. His church. He needs to be exalted in the nation, Definitely. And you've got to know that Satan's, because of people running from the Word and leadership, turning away from God, That is darker. What do they expect, right? And Satan the whole time has said, I will exalt myself above God. That's, he's doing it now. And he's mocking, right? And you feel that mockery, but we're turning that by the Makira of God, by the framing of our world, right? Sing, O you barren, Isaiah says, 54, sing. That's 54, 1. Travail in the spirit it says and sing So if you go in here and you pray whatever those words are you begin to sing sing for god's exaltation Though he's highly exalted already philippians 2 you look it up i'm going to pass it out We'll be emphasizing resisting the mockeries and the underminings of our adversary concerning god Once again on the levels individually corporately and nationally Ezekiel 21 26 i begin to tell you the story bruce delay and myself we were in thief river falls and we were in this this place was crazy. Uh, uh, religion, people wanting to make a name for themselves. Uh, you know, wanted to be the little band that be acknowledged and all that. And he began to be uncomfortable, and and I, and, and I began to be uncomfortable. And he began. To, he came out with this word in Ezekiel 21:26, and he began to prophesy this word: "Take off the diadem, Satan. Take off that diadem. Take off that turban. Take off that crown that belongs to Jesus. Take it off in this community. Take it off in my family. Take it off." This exalted place thus says the lord god. Let's read it remove and take off the diadem And take off the crown This shall not be the same that exalt him as thou is low and abase him that is high But he prophesied it take off the crown take off the crown take off the crown And we're going to do that during this fast over our nation, right? Take off that crown It says the nations are the lord's the earth is the Lord's." say it with me the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof and all the inhabitants therein they belong to him he owns them he the nations are a drop in the bucket to him it says in isaiah 40 amen so we're going to we're going to pray that take off the diadem anything anything over your life that belongs to jesus a sickness that's trying to destroy your life don't let it we're not going to let it exalt itself that belongs to jesus christ the king healer He's been exalted as that already by the Father. I'm determined. Say, I'm determined. By the warrior will that He gave me to decide to believe regardless of how things look, how it seems or how it feels, i got a determined faith that's aided by the spirit of faith. Whosoever will say, say, will decide to say. Say it with me. Whosoever will say. And whosoever will not doubt. That means decide not to. Do you think that I don't have... Opportunities of doubt when it's in my grill, but I say I decide to believe God Satan I decide to believe his word. I decided to believe and he'll say well it looks like it's not happening I decided to believe it's happening Am I pretending? See because God's not an optimist nor is he a pessimist nor is he a realist (laughs) He's the God of creation and his words are true whether we believe him or not. He remains say he remains I'm returning to remaining things say remaining things What remains, heaven and earth is going to pass away What remains, Jesus said, my words John the apostle said Love not the world, nor the things of the world But what remains, the Father's will Say remaining things He said in Hebrews 12 I'm shaking everything And what remains is my kingdom Say remaining things Amen Number four we're going to pray for this. And my heart has been my heart was enraged for Satan exalting himself. Isaiah 10 14, I'm going to give it to you. Well, we'll just go look at it. Let's go ahead and do it. I, I might as well do this. I'll prepare. This way here, everybody's in the same step. Isaiah ten fourteen. And this is Satan's boastings, and you read them on your own. And he's done it to the nation. He's maybe done it to some of our lives and in the church. But he said, In my hand is found as a nest the riches of the people. And as one gathering eggs that are left, have I gathered all the earth. And there was none, say there was none, that moved the wing or opened their mouth or even made a peep. Close your eyes for a moment. That should make you righteously indignation. Should make you with a holy anger, David said. This belongs to God. Say, I'm, make, I'm opening my mouth. Say, I'm opening my mouth. I'm making a peep. I'm not part of the none. I'm part of the one. The body of Christ. I'm part of that one. I'm making a peep. I'm making a sound. I'm lifting a wing. I'm prophesying against that. Say, take off that diadem. Give it to whose right it is. Jesus Christ is exalted in my life, the church, and etc. And though that it looks barren, I will sing. Sing all you are barren. Sing. I'll travail until Christ is birthed in that. And then God said, you're going to have more kids spiritually. You're going to have more health Physically, for your husband is God. Amen. Number four, for the faithful in the Lord. And I've been getting the calls from the faithful in the Lord. I want you to put up Revelation 6 for me, Cain. Chapter 9 and 10. Or, yeah, let's see. Let me see. It's 9 or 10. Might be both. See, I'm just instructing today. So we can get in, in on this. And be sure, as I pass this paper out, and after Carmen communicates some things, that you, you pick a day. I mean, we got all day. we got 7 to uh, 10 at night. Just pick a time. I, I, I made it in heart with God because I felt like we need to go to the altar. We need to, we need to pay a price a little bit, not just in the comfort and convenience of our little houses, but come over here because we're doing it corporately. And find a place at the altar. Speaking that it's corporately and prayed those prayers And when he had opened the fifth seal I saw under the altar say under the altar See this is this is heaven. This is the the vision of the unseen you're getting to see it I'm getting to see it. This is the vision of the unseen and it's happening right now And when he opened the, the fifth seal I saw under the altar say under the altar under the altar under the altar And you can run it out yourself, and I don't want to get off, I want to instruct, but in Revelation, but that's in a place, a certain place that God made. I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain. You ever been slain for the word? I know people who have, and that's the ones that are calling. And that's the ones that I begin to weep over, and that's the ones that made me break and weep. And when they tell me a statement from their heart, and I know they're their martyrs, they're the witnesses. If that's you, say, God touch your heart, that's me. I'm that faithful one. I'm that witness. And I got slayed on some things for the word of God And for the testimony which they held We know that's literal but spiritually Next verse And they cried, say they cried With a loud voice saying How long O Lord, O sovereign God It says in one translation How long O sovereign God, holy and true Do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth They're calling for the avenging, the avenging of God. Luke chapter 18. I'll just, you can go, I don't know if I have the verses written down. This is what a time of this fasting is going to be. Luke 18, it talks, we always call it the widow's opportunity, opportunity. And this is us, this speaks of us, it speaks of the church. And the same cry is coming out because what prefaced that parable, Jesus said in the 18th chapter of Luke, verse 1 or 2, I would that men always pray, say always pray and not faint. God knew, Jesus knew we could feel like fainting, we could feel like quitting, we could feel that feeling, that sabotaging from Satan. And you know what he said? You don't feel anything, you feel horrible. He said, but I would that you not faint. And I would that you would pray always that men, say men, ought to always pray And not faint. And that's when you decide, right? That's what we talked about, your will. And then he goes on about the parable of the widow. Right after this prayer, and he said, there was a widow. And I'll I'll sum it up saying that at the end that she cried out, grant vengeance to my enemies. And she did it constantly, constantly, constantly until she was heard. And that began to happen. Amen? There's some avenging that needs to be done. And we're calling out for it, crying out for that, right? For our nation. For our children's children. Yeah, if you're not motivated, be motivated for your kids' kids. That they can live in an environment that we were fortunate to live in. Though there was darkness present then, we know that. But we're talking about a little thicker darkness, right? And I and I heard and I began to weep and, and I prayed. For these individuals, I heard the sound of the faithful and I heard the sound of some people that are serious seeking God and I began to talk to them and I heard a sound and it got a hold of me and it made me go to prayer and intercession. Because there's not a few of them, there's many of them. And they began to say, you know what? I tell them, it only takes this from God or that. They go, Craig, I used to believe that. And it broke my heart and it stayed with me. They said, I used to believe that. They got hammered so much, slammed so much, that they began to get in unbelief. And they begin to be hurt. And I begin to ask the Lord, Lord, can a man and woman be healed of unbelief? I know by my theology and my thinking we're to repent of unbelief. But Lord, I'm asking you, can a man or a woman be healed of unbelief? Because that unbelief is a different order. Say a different order. That unbelief is by longevity and constancy. And Satan wearing down the saints. They were faithful. But though they got into some unbelief. It's not the same as repenting unbelief. Hebrews says, see to it that an evil heart of unbelief doesn't get in you. And that word is, uh, I think it's or Epithea, you probably know how to say it better. It has to do with incredulous resistance. But the other unbelief had to do with, I I don't know if I can believe anymore. Ever been there? And my heart, pray, and I want to pray for that group of people, and I want you to pray for them. Those who have been faithful, serving, slammed and slain, but staying with it nevertheless. Amen. 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 This, this is a. The building will be open seven a.m. to ten p.m. each day for people to be able to come and pray at the altar. Choose a fast according to a biblical guidelines, your specific needs, and the Lord's prompting. Encouraging your children's participation in the ways they can. Maybe they don't get an ice cream or something. Remember when we when we were fasting? We said our whole house is fasting. Danielle was probably how old? And we went on. We, you know, we I don't know how long it was. It was a pretty decent fast. And and uh, she she said one day she just we were praying and fasting. She broke down and said. I gotta have a tuna sandwich. <laughs> Can I have a tuna sandwich? <laughs> we were like, "No, kid, afflict yourself." No, we weren't like that. <laughs> she said, "I gotta have that tuna sandwich." So, but, you know, you fast the television, you fast that time. But again, it's it's uh, exchanging that time for time with God. You'll be free from sins. You come out of this. You, you know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. Day one, you will probably be pumped. Whatever day you pick. And then the next day you're probably going, I'm not feeling anything. This is horrible. I'm hungry. <laughs> but if you stay with it, whatever God delegated you to do, by the end of it, you're going to get a reward. That's just how it always works. Carmen, why don't you, why don't you come up now and uh, maybe give some more ideas or creativities. Or...
2: I just want to say that I am... I am excited because, you know, it's the first day, pumped. But it's, uh, when someone does say fast, immediately your soul is like, you know. But but if you look at it like an invitation from the Lord that He is inviting us into this time, which means you know that He is going to pour something out because He's inviting you to come closer to Him for even if it's just the six days, but it's going to carry on after that because this is the 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 head of the spear, you know, that starts it. Um, So I'm excited because the Lord is inviting us to come closer to him. Um, Practically, um, Craig wanted me to share um, just about, well, my life for the past year um, has been a a fasted lifestyle. When I was in Kansas City at the International House of Prayer, um, we fasted regularly regularly. to be closer to the Lord, and because we were going through a lot of stuff, like different issues we were praying for. Um, And so, um, Practically Fast, is what you want me to... The media thing? That thing? Okay. Um, Learning different fasts. Um, There are many different ones um, that we would do, and still do, but um, there are some people that even... Because the point of the fast is, I mean, there's a lot of things I could give up and say, oh, I'm fasting, but I don't even eat that anyway. So it's not a fast. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I'm fasting this for the Lord, but you're not. And um, so the point is to, it's a sacrifice. So it's giving of something that um, that you enjoy, like Daniel, pleasurable foods. Um, some people who struggled more with, electronics and stuff they gave up media or even for like health issues they couldn't give up food or whatever um they would fast movies they would turn off their phone for a week and especially for in a generation like mine which is full of technology it is hard for us to get off facebook it is hard for us to give up pinterest it's hard for us to give up texting and so um so some would do that um there's a book called "Resell's Intercessor, and in this book, this man was fasting for a specific people group, and so he ate oatmeal only once a day um, because the specific people group that he was interceding for, standing in the gap for, weeping between the porch and the altar for um, would eat oatmeal, and so he stood in that place um, with them and interceded on their behalf in that way, but is that good? Okay, (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. Thank
3: you. Thank you. Okay.
1: Cain, could you put up Isaiah 58, verse 6? Because I remember in uh, different times over the years in in fasting, uh, this scripture talks about Is this not the fast that I have chosen? And so look at that. It says, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. So the Lord's fast, when he calls us to a fast, you can plan on there to be loosening, things loosed, things undone, uh, the oppressed going free, people being set free, and yokes being broken. And so I remember just taking that. Person, I'll do it again. Things that I just need to be loosed from in my life, that I need undone, yokes that I need to be set free from that the enemy has put on me. I will believe that during the Lord's fast, because you know, fasting doesn't change the Lord; it's going to change you and me. So it says, I'm going to go on, uh, go on to the next. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry, and that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house? And there's. Maybe the Lord will give you creative ways of actually doing those things that it says right there. When you see the naked that you cover him and that you hide not yourself from your own flesh. Next verse. And here it says then. So after all of those things, then here come some changes. Here come some benefits. Here come some rewards. Then shall your light break forth as the morning and your health, shall spring forth speedily. Expect to be healed. There's some things I'm believing to see manifest in my body personally. Let them spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your reward. What more of a reward do you need? The glory of the Lord, seen and risen upon his people. Anyway, make sure it's not on that sheet, but write Isaiah 58. I think that was 6 through 8 on there because you'll want to refer to that. Amen.
3: Um, when we came uh, last night to pray, and uh, we were talking about the corporate fast, and, uh, of course, you know, we had our jokes about, you know, oh, my gosh, we got to do this. Uh, but when I went over there to pray, I willed myself that I delight in the voice of the Lord. I said, God, thank you for, for talking to me. Thank you for saying, hey, this is, this is what I want you to do. We've got instructions from the King of Kings. we got someone, and, and, and I looked it up. Look this up for yourself, just in your concordance, or you, just put the word delight in there. Thy testimonies are also my delight and my counselor's. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. Who uh Go on down. uh Their heart, let's see. Righteous lips are the delight of kings, but they love him that speaketh right. You get the picture? That we enter into this time of prayer and fasting and just as Carmen was saying we heard from the king we heard and he has invited us to be with him on this we we walk alongside God because he has said come with me on this I have a plan I have a purpose and it's for good and not for evil I have something and this is just a step in that and we delight Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you've given me instruction that I may be one who is a force against evil. Man. First John, is it first John that our job is to destroy the works of the evil one. And this is our place. This is our time. This is this is our watch. Our watch is right now to, to pray and watch and fast. According to his instruction.
4: Yeah,
0: let's wrap let's wrap it up. I don't want you to talk anymore. Yes,
4: <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, would you and Cole grab that stack right there and pass it out to everybody? That's the synopsis that Craig has been speaking from concerning what prompted uh, this uh, uh, scheduling of this fast. No, just leave that. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, So let me just make it really clear about what we're doing, okay? Starting tomorrow, Monday, through Saturday night, At 7 o'clock prayer. That's the schedule for this prayer and fasting time for this body. We have a sign-up sheet. If you want to put your name down, just to say you're going to come right up here uh, in the sanctuary and uh, pray at a particular time of day, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever. Like Craig said, the building will be open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., and you can sign up if you'd like. If you haven't signed up and you're just driving by and think, I've got a few minutes, I can go in there and pray, stop by and do it. But uh, sign up if you'd like. Judah, just for those uh, we haven't really talked. Not many of us are in here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and have our 7 o'clock time Wednesday night, but we're going to spend some time praying together and practicing if we need to, worshiping uh some while we're here. Uh, as part of this, but regular 7 o'clock Wednesday night for Judah. Anybody else that wants to come and participate with us at 7 o'clock on Wednesday, you're welcome to. You're always welcome to be here at our practice. But uh, anyway, that's what Judah's going to do on Wednesday night, anyway. Uh, we haven't practiced in like three months. Uh, it's kind of funny. It's like we're going to start just letting y'all know when we are going to practice. But anyway, uh, so there's a sign up sheet there. Carmen grabbed it, and y'all can uh, stop by and do that on your way out today. Uh, you know, this isn't the first time this body has done something like this. It's been a while since we have. Uh, it has been our experience that it's a powerful thing. Uh, it's just something that, uh, you know, when God says, you know, prompt someone, and He has prompted Craig to bring this, uh, then the rest of us who don't want to fast got to say, okay. God said. I don't care if Craig said it, because God said it. He. He told him first, but he didn't tell us. Okay, all right. Yeah, he was just going to do it on his own. Yeah, leave us out. <laughs> okay, Arthur. Okay, all right. So two of the elders heard that we ought to be fasting. The other elder's just going to say, "Okay, we'll fast." <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's three elders. Anyway. So, let's. Uh, I want to just kind of resummarize summarize uh, Maybe the idea: of pick your fast. It's what Carmen was, uh, you know, giving you some other examples. Um, but I encourage you to pick a fast. Don't just walk out saying, "Nah, I don't have time or not inclined to do that." None of us are inclined to do this, right? Uh, to give up something that you like. And uh, like Craig said, we're tied to food, so that's a a pretty big one. You know, that's your first consideration. Let me just put it that way. Consider if you would fast food to some degree. If your health or other reasons keep you from doing that, then consider what it is you feel very uninclined to give up and then give some of it up for the next six days. Monday through Saturday. Okay? And, uh, we were, one of the jokes last night was, you know, you can fast one meal. I said, Tuesday at lunch, I'll, I'll skip that. (laughs) I mean, that's more like one meal a day is really the plan. But anyway, uh, don't, don't joke around with it uh, like we did last night. (laughs) We already did all the jokes. Y'all, y'all can't do that. Yeah, and uh this it'll be a powerful time Saturday night at seven to uh to end the fast and, and with a time of prayer. And uh uh I remember uh we had a twenty four hour worship thing one time that was really, really hard to do. <laughs> Those of you who were here and participated. And that next morning though, there was some it was a powerful spiritual time for me personally. And so I expect the same sort of thing. Uh God doesn't prompt these things for nothing. Yeah, so let's look forward to what He would do in our lives and in the lives of people that we pray for in this nation, in this community. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, people that we know personally in the community who are uh, hurting right now. People have been in wrecks and having uh, severe issues, health issues, uh, and uh, so include those people that you that you know in your prayer. Uh, Nothing's too small or too big.